0: I'm Emma G. Rose, author of Contemporary Fantasy and Mythological Weirdness.
1: I'm Shelley Shearer, author of Urban Fantasies and Cozy Mysteries. Welcome to Indie Book Talk. Join us as we
0: explore the expanding universe of indie books. Welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we're talking about delaying distractions and overcoming procrastination. So, Shelley, what are you
1: procrastinating? Writing. (laughs) Writing. Pretty much, I just, I have it open on my desktop pretty much all the time, but I can't actually get myself to, like, put the letters in, into the the thing, <laughs> and, and, and type it. Like, I know I should, and, and I want to. I want to do it, just not right now. You? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I am actively not procrastinating um editing my next novel because I
1: really really need to get it done because I'm way behind same like, <laughs> way behind I want to be much further than I am now and it's only the fact that I'm this far behind that I've I've made it a point that every day I do touch it and the only way I've been able to do that kind of jumping in there is I'm making myself do very small things like today I'm going to do this small thing. And if I then get into the mode, I, I do more, but I have to do that one small thing every day, whether it's fixing a paragraph or, or something.
0: So how, I mean, like how small are we talking? Are we like, I will write one sentence?
1: Small. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like to start with, um, I I went through and I kind of wrote all the main plots from all of my chapters because I realized I had some pacing issues Mm. Um, And then I was looking at it going, yeah, I really do. So I was trying to change out where some of that pacing was. So basically for like, when I was doing that every night, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to knock out four or five chapters. And it was like a skim read and I would notate the most important things that happened. And then I would pull out other things like, um, since my book has some notations about clues and board games, I want to make sure that was sprinkled all. So I would notate when that happened. So it was consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, so that gave me a, it, the end result gave me a great overview, but I knew it was going to be such a huge job to change that pacing that I, I put it off for forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, now I'm at the, I have to at least go through and do a quick fix up of at least half of a chapter, a whole chapter if it's a short one.
0: Okay. So you've, you've taken kind of the chunking method where you take something that's huge and you've broken it down into like smaller
1: bits so that it doesn't seem so scary. That's works best for me because otherwise it just it's overwhelming. Sometimes I mean a book is huge. There's so yeah. much stuff going on.
0: <laughs> My favorite thing about a book is that everyone loves to talk about writing a book as though like if only I wrote you know seventy thousand words now I'm done. Mm-hmm. And the real secret is you write seventy thousand words, and then you probably write another like 50,000 at least in terms of like editing you know you're you're erasing a sentence and you're writing in something new and you're spending like way too much time looking at two words trying to decide are these the right two words so yeah chunking is a good is a good tactic for that i feel like um do you find that Setting aside particular times of day works or doesn't work for you.
1: It really depends on what's going on with the family. Mm. I, I kind of have to like make it a time when I know that everyone's doing their own thing and that no one's gonna bug me five seconds in because if I get jarred out of what I'm doing, it's like, ooh, bright shinies. over here, i I can't refocus again easily. Mm-hmm. And I have to stay away from the like the web at all. Just no. <laughs> So I'll be like, look, over there. Ooh, a bird feeder that tells you what the bird is. Ooh, look at that. It's a cool witch hat. Ooh, look. <laughs> Ooh,
0: I recently bought a cool witch hat. It is very cool. I love it. I bought one, uh, too. Did you? Yes. <laughs> is it the same one as I bought?
1: It's the one you sent me, so I would think so.
0: <laughs> so we have to do a picture at some point when we're in the same place again um, of the two of us in our witch hats, so that can become our new... Excellent. Like meet the meet the podcast artists
1: <laughs> thing. Um The Witches of Words. Ooh, now
0: we have a band. Okay. <laughs>
1: This is procrastinating from doing a podcast.
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. That was, that was an intentional segue. She lied. Um, (laughs) because let's talk about distractions. So you mentioned a minute ago that having the internet is like really bad when you're writing. Have you used those things that like lock you out of the
1: internet? Have you tried these? I have tried them a little bit, but they make me anxious. Yeah. Um, I tried one where it was kind of a cute thing. Like you had to type so many words or like a monster would eat you or it would start deleting your words. There was a whole bunch of like games. There's a lot of gamifications out there and there's a lot of other things. And it just stressed me out. Like I, then I felt like I was under pressure and I'm like, this is supposed to be at least vaguely enjoyable. You know, I'm not <laughs> to be hating it. Um, but yeah, so I, I can't do them. I've heard some people swear by them and there's some really fun ones out there. Um, there's some apps you can use where like, you know, the more you type, I think it helps grow a tree. Oh yeah. Um, I've seen that. There's a whole bunch of stuff out there to encourage you to like ignore the internet, which are great. But then I just get distracted by what's going on with the app or whatever.
0: (laughs) I'm just like writing random words so I can make the tree grow faster. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like, and then the tree grew and it grew and it grew. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Look at it growing. Yeah. coral. So I guess the, the, the takeaway there is be careful that your tools and, and helps, help, that the, help, the things you use to help you avoid distraction don't, in fact, distract
1: you. Yes, <laughs> I did find during uh, the NaNoWriMo a few years ago that writing sprints actually helped me. I didn't think I'd be able to write with other people sitting around. Mm -hmm. But I found other people sitting around me, ignoring me, doing their writing, kind of made me think, well, gosh, I should get off my butt and do some writing. Um, So that actually helped. So I'm looking forward to maybe, you know, post-play getting together and doing a little bit of that because the online one doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I don't get that, like, in-person kind of feeling.
0: I use a similar technique in actually in my business stuff. So when I'm writing for clients, which... Some of it gets a little bit tedious because it's like I've done the research and now and I know what the structure is and I'm sort of just slotting information into the post that I'm Mm -hmm. writing. Um, And so I will use a Pomodoro timer.
1: A what now?
0: Oh, okay. So a Pomodoro timer it means like tomato in Italian, and I don't yeah. really know the backstory.
1: Not for sure you- a tomato timer. But- <laughs> I,
0: okay, so but the, the the structure of it is really interesting. So if you have a Pomodoro timer, um, and there's a there's a like a free one from Google at Pomofocus.io or something, you can it, you, you do like 25 minutes of focused work, and then you get a five minute break. Okay. And then you do that again, and then after you've done, like, three of them, you get, I think it's, like, a 15-minute break. So, for me, when I'm doing nonfiction, that's super helpful because um, I always know that I just have to get through, like, the next few minutes, you know? And once I've done that, I'm allowed to squirrel after stuff.
1: (laughs) Well, that seems pretty useful. Much better than my envisioned Killer tomato sitting there berating you for not writing because I, I, I don't know what a tomato was, but
0: oh, that makes me think of the Veggie Tales—only <laughs> evil,
1: evil Veggie Tales for the win. Yeah. Okay, so procrastination. It's procrastination hard is hard. We have everything now. We've got Netflix. We've got the internet. We've got so much stuff pets there's pets everywhere (laughs) yes and once you get a cat or a dog laying on you you can't move so
0: yeah that's a rule you you have to just allow yourself to waste away until they're ready to get up
1: i think my biggest thing lately is i have to not let myself get pulled into some new show because now that we can binge them Mm -hmm. i will Mm -hmm. i will be like no i was gonna write tonight but i could just watch one more episode just just one, oh, it's two o'clock in the morning. I should go to bed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's so, the, the funny thing about writing is like, we all love to do it, but we never want to do it. Exactly. And I do, I legitimately love the work, right? When I'm in it and I'm doing it, I will lose track of days. You know, I'll just be hours at a time sitting there. And it's almost, there's almost like, a weird sense of, I don't want to start because I'm going to get like sucked into it. Um, But it's funny because we never say that about television. You know, you will, you'll sit and watch like four episodes of a show and that's two hours of writing you could have done. And yet you you think nothing of it, that you're just going to like sit here and consume someone else's creative output, but you could be making
1: your own. I think in some things it's hard to start, anything. Um, it's just hard. Like even something I know I'm going to enjoy. Let's say I was going for a horseback riding lesson. I know I'm going to love it when I'm there, but the idea of going, you know, getting in a car, driving and doing all the stuff, it's just hard. And like with writing, you got to, you've got to look at it and go, okay, what am I tackling? You know, is it a hard scene? Do I have to edit? And it's, mm-hmm. and it's hard because you have to give up things that you loved that just don't work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. and sometimes you've got to rewrite whole areas that just no longer work anymore after you've reread something
0: right right I think though like when I when I think about writing and procrastination and keeping myself from procrastinating the biggest thing is just knowing what I'm doing next because if I just go into it and I'm like I'm gonna write and that's it that's all I know then that doesn't that that's unlikely to get me going, you know? So I have to be like, I'm going to work on this particular scene or I'm going to work on this chapter. Uh, And it helps if I know ahead of time. So it's almost like it's marinating in the background while
1: I'm doing Mm -hmm. other stuff. So do you plot things out in your head or you just know generically, like, I've got to fix this next scene or I'm going to work on this next concept?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge plotter, as you know. And so most of the time it is like, oh, I know that like the next scene is coming up. You know, I, I know what the next scene is because I already wrote it because I'm on editing now, right? Mm-hmm. So I know what the next scene is and I know that it has, you know, issues. It has these three issues. So these are things I have to work on. And it helps to like know what that is rather than just sort of opening up the document and going, okay, what's next? Um, so I guess what I'm saying is like to look ahead. So if you get to the end of your work, session, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to work for however long and you, when you get to the end, instead of just being like, yep, time's up, close the document. It helps me at least to have, to like look ahead at what's coming next. So what's, what Mm -hmm. is the next chapter so that I can kind of orient myself to it or what, you know, what other issues do I need to work on?
1: So have you ever had to do a, like a major rewrite And then how do you get yourself past that one? So like for right now, the big thing that's kind of stumped me, I was doing pretty good every night writing a little bit until I realized I had two dead bodies way too close together. Like you do. (laughs)
0: Like you do.
1: So now I've got to insert more in there that makes the story still move to get some spacing between these dead bodies. And that's going to be a significant writing effort. So that's kind of put me back in the oh I'll get to it stage,
0: <laughs> right? Well, like I-, I think when I wrote um, near life experience, I remember I finished the first draft, and I went back and looked at it, and I, w- I- and there was just this massive, extravagant plot hole,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like huge, ridiculous. The whole point of the story plot hole. <laughs> And so what I did for a while, like at first, I worked around it, right? And it's like I crept up on it. So I worked, like, I did some scenes before that point and some scenes after that point where I was just sort of cleaning things up. And as I did that, I started to, like, I had my brain in that story world. And so Mm -hmm. I started to sort of uncover what needed to happen. Um, Whereas I think if I had just been like, all right, I'm going to tackle this plot hole, I don't know that I even could have done it because I, I don't think I, I think sneaking up on something is sometimes really helpful way to do it. It's like, if you have a big icky task to do, they talk about eating, eat the frog, which is like, do do your worst task first thing in the morning, you know? But I think there's also something to be said for like tricking yourself into it, you know, sort of sneaking up sideways on something and going, I'm not fixing that huge plot hole. I'm just fixing the sentence structure over here next to the plot hole.
1: <laughs> and then what wants to touch the plot hole? Well,
0: okay. Right. And eventually I hit a point where it was like, oh, okay, no, now I know what it is. And yeah, there was work to be done in terms of actually writing the words. But I felt like um, by the time I got to the point where I was ready to write the words, I'd already thought it through enough that I was able to just write them and not be like freaked out about
1: them no that's true I mean I found that I I kind of worked backwards when I was even doing the the chapter plotting because I'd reread the first part so many times I'm like I'm gonna start from the end
0: mm-hmm. and
1: plot it out backwards and then I could read it all in like a different sequence and some things stood out far greater that way and I could see where I needed to fix things and things that worked great so yeah maybe I'll try that I'll, I'll work somewhere else and then leave the dead bodies there for a little while <laughs> Let them marinate in their own little juices. <laughs> oh God!
0: So, in in summary, to distract from that lovely image, in summary, I feel like our our advice is: don't be afraid to sneak up on things. Um, tr- try some opportunities to shut off distractions, but don't let those become distractions. Um, chunk things down cause chunking is awesome and check out Pomodoro because okay. if you're the kind of person who can only do one thing for short periods of time, it's perfect.
1: And one more thing. Yeah. I would say if you procrastinate because you're afraid of failing, you're only going to fail if you don't start typing.
0: Yeah, it right. turns out. Your book will never be if you don't write it. That's absolutely true.
1: Yeah, it's going to totally suck if you never put the words down. So go ahead and fail at it three or four times and just keep going.
0: To quote Ernest Hemingway, the first draft of everything is shit. <laughs>